0: Shigoriya Vaishnava Guru Paramparā ki jāi. God Bhaktavinda ki jāi. God Premanandi. God Premanandi. Good morning. So this is our last uh, discussion for the short festival. And uh it's been very um enthusing to me personally to be in your presence and and to f- feel your interest and feeling for the subject. Hmm? Shriman Mahaprabhu Vijay. Hi. So I want to give a brief talk today, a little bit about Bhakti Tattva as it appears personified in the Pancha Tattva in Pandit Sri Gradhar. Srigarathapandit Gai. And um, In the context of that, at the end, we'll give uh, harinam initiation to one of our students. So, uh, I'll say more about that at the end. So, let me begin with a poetic rendering of Kavi Karnapur's statement about Garadhar, which is significant. Hmm. In Gauragana Dishtipika, he writes, The avatar of love, previously Radha Ishwari, is now the dearmost most of, of Gore, Pandit Garadhar, as revealed by Swarup Damodara. He was the Lakshmi in Braj of yore, the beloved of Shyam in Vrindavan. Today, the goddess of gore, Sri Pandit Garadhar. Lalita Anurad is Radha's closest friend. She too has entered. Pandit Shri Gaudai, so says the drama, cechanda, chaitanya, Chanduraya. Shri Gaur, Garandesti, Piggaki, Jai. Surup Damaraki Jai and Kavikarnapur Kijai this is Kavikarnapur's statement it's a reference to something that has been introduced to Gaudiya Vaishnavism by Surup hmm. the idea that uh, that Karadhar is the Radha of Gaurila hmm. And as such, because Radha is Bhakti Devi, then Kadadhar is the representation, the personification of the Bhakti-tattva. Mm-hmm. Our Mangalacharan of the Vener- Venerable Krishna Kaviraj begins with Bande gurun isha ishan isha Tattva Satat, shakti Krishna Chaitanya yes. So in this five-fold, five-featured uh, manifestation of divinity, as we know we have Caitanya Mahaprabhu himself, the expansion for Leela uh, in the form of Nityananda Prabhu, balaram yeah. and Pyabhutara Dwaita, and these are the Prabhus, the Vishnu Tattva. Then we have Shakti Tattva, aspect of Panchatattva Tattva, as Srivastakur, personifying the Tatastashakti Shakti, and its possibilities of residing in a material environment or a spiritual environment. That's the very meaning of Tattva. It's like the border. Uh, I've an example before. If you, could, uh, if you go to the beach, you see the water and you see the beach, Right now the task is to define tata. Please put your hand in between the two. <laughs> so This is the example. Tata means that line that demarks the uh, the water from the shore, the sand from the beach. This is an important analogy, uh, or really word, tata, to um, if if we if we explore it we can get some understanding of our position you can't put your finger on that line it means that really that the Tasta Jiva has a certain nature but that nature includes a potential to be nurtured by either the sand or the water the material or the spiritual environments, and in the context of that nurture, then all that it is comes out, either in a distorted way, in relation to the material environment, where personality and the pursuit and expression of love is like a facsimile, hmm, uh, only of the uh, um, uh, the spiritual personality and potential to love under the influence of bhakti. Bhakti is, of course, the essence of the sarup, shakti. Hmm. And, um, and so, such is our position, tattasta. We're neither here nor there, or something like that. <laughs> we, we, we are very much defined, if you will, by our potential, and um, that in relation to an environment. Hmm? And bhakti is the spiritual environment that obviously descends. Bhakti is not inherent in the jiva. We have a long, for example, uh, practically dissertation on the independent nature of bhakti penned by the great and most worshipable Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur in his um, Madhuri Kadambini he's taken two verses of Rupa Goswami from Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu that describe the ninefold path of Bhakti or the nine stages I should say of Bhakti from initial Shraddha to Prema he's made a book describing the different stages Identifying them with the different verses of the Bhagavatam to demonstrate that what Rupa Goswami is saying has is, is, is its locus in, in 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 the Bhagavat itself. Hmm? Beautiful book, very instructive book to us, and and kind of the the, the extended preface to it, uh, this different stages is is a is a an essay on bhakti, and he uh, is. Um, in a very systematic way there he establishes the independence of bhakti he never gives any indication whatsoever or any hint that its locus is within the jiva but rather the jiva can be blessed by bhakti so the two shaktis in the panchatattva are the tathasta shakti and and we could say the bhakti shakti or the antaranga shakti internal shakti that bhakti is constituted out of, of And so, when the Tatasta Jiva is blessed with bhakti, then its full potential can be realized. It now has, a, it then has a spiritual environment to become acquainted with, and move within, and be all that it can be. Its 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 capacity to to um, mix with the Svarupa Shakti is such that we don't even refer to it as such whereas the jiva's capacity to mix with the material environment is described as mishra sattva sattva here means existence so a mixed existence in relation to matter we have a mixed existence in relation to sirup, shak, hmm? mixed up that's what i mean mixed up yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh in other words it's like two things uh mixing it up together what makes the world go around right the jiva and the maya the, and the matter together hmm? they don't mix very well that's the problem they don't they they're like water on oil something like that it never Mixes, sorry, flows, flowing along with it, thinking itself to be water, something like that. Um, but the term mixed here means that it's not a pure existence, and the two really means they they don't mix very well, something like that. But we don't. But the association of the jiva with the shakti is, is and there. It's described as a pure existence not only sudha, pure sattva, but viśuddha sattva, a very special kind of pure existence. It is now, although a unit of sat, of existence, meaningful, real existence, hmm, not subject to transformation, it is now experiencing sandini. This is visuda. You can say that from mishra Sattva, mixed existence, to Shuddha Sattva, so removing the Maya. Hmm? Vishuddha means like a special kind of pure existence. This is the, then, the influence of the Sanjini Shakti, that is uh, the ground hmm, on which Krishnamila is enacted. Hmm? So that mixing, or well, not mixing, but that uh, interact, in, in, that the jiva in touch with the spiritual environment, the implication is that it's a, it's a more natural. It's, you're, there are two subjective things coming together, rather than an, a subjective and an objective thing. The jiva and matter, subjective, objective. Now there's two subjectives. Both chit shakti, both consciousness. So, it's likened more to like maybe a fish in the water rather than a fish on, on the land. Something like that. that we can flourish there. And so, um, these two shaktis, at any rate, are uh, part of the panchatattva. The Tatasta in its condition, under the influence of the Sarup shakti, or bhakti. It means the tatasta in its fullest, in its greatest potential. In that condition, this, the tatasta shakti acts just like the Sarup shakti, even though it remains the Tatasta shakti, because it's not, as the Gita says, subject to transformation. So it doesn't transform into Sarup shakti but it 's under the, entirely under the influence of the sarup Shakti, mm. like the examples given in the sutras of uh, in the commentary of the sutra, on the sutras it's of Baladeva Dibhusan, our guru, that when you put iron in the fire, then it takes it 's a conductor, so it becomes it 's iron but it 's fire mm. something like that mm. And if you pull it out, there'll be maybe be a flame around it. So, can have a flame body. Hmm? So we can have a spiritual body. It's it's an instrument. Hmm? Our subtle body, materially speaking, is a tool. It's an instrument by which we know our way around the world, so to speak. Hmm? Hmm. And similarly, the spiritual body, it's subtle and gross, if you will. Aspects. That's a tool. That's a blessing given to us that we can move there. And just like I might say to you that you're not the body, and you might agree theoretically, we continue to act like that. So, for all intents and purposes, you are in some respects, and so much more is that the case than in the spiritual. Uh, realm in Lila Seva you need a suitable body for that mm-hmm. and all that that, that experienced in the, the uh, Srupa Shakti is 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 uh, becomes your experience so this is uh, again not something that's inherent in the Jiva but Bhakti is, is, is a blessing mm-hmm. and the full face of Bhakti is of course praying praying has a shape is another way of talking about it love has a form by which it ex- which it expresses itself. So the the, the, the spiritual form in the lila of the devotee is the very expression of their their prem hmm? So, hmm. if you have prem hmm. then you hmm. want to express that it would be a suitable manifestation hmm. we call a, 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 a swarup, a spiritual body. Hmm. So, A little bit about um, the antaranga shakti, the internal energy of Krishna, and that in relation to the person who personifies it in the Panchatattva, Gadhar Pandit. Now, we would think from what we've described here to some extent that Gadhar would be a very prominent person in the leela. Here, following the lead of Srubdhameter. Kavi Karnapur has described him as the Radha of Gorlila. So it's a pretty prominent position that he holds, Garadhar Pandit. Hmm. Yeah, we can learn something about Radha from Pundit. Pandit. Hmm. And how is that? The prominent position that he holds as pointed out by Srub Damodar and has, has embraced and Written a little bit further about in this verse, for example, by Kavi Karnapur, is not something that has been voiced by Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami at all in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Neither has it been voiced, and why? For one reason, because it has not been voiced by Rupa Goswami. It hasn't been voiced by Raghunadas Goswami, who Krishnadas says this is guru at the end of the book, hmm? or any of the Goswamis. None of the Goswamis have written that, that Gadadha is Radha. Krishnadas in this book, has written that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna. If you look closely at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with the spiritual eye, hmm, then you'll see Krishna. This is what Ramananda Roy saw, he saw Krishna. He looked at the golden-complected sannyasi. Hmm. Sannyasis aren't particularly, necessarily beautiful. Um, some of them old and wrinkled, and so forth. Particularly the associates of Mahabrabhu, the nine roots of the figurative tree of love of God, or the Parmananda Puri, Keshavabharati, Bharati, uh, Brahmananda Bharati, and so forth, and, and, uh, nine of them. It also means that the tree of love of God, the metaphorical tree of love of God, the branches of which are many devotees, the fruits are love of love of God, the trunk of which is is split into two, representing Advaita and Nityananda, the whole of which is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. Um, the roots of which are these sannyasis, it means this, true, this fruit, this tree of love of God, is rooted hmm, in, in, in one sense, in, in, in the appropriate uh, type, in, in the renunciation that flows naturally out of the pursuit of love of God. So if we want to love Krishna, then we'll learn that some things are not favorable for loving Krishna, and we'll let them go. We dropped them, like a hot potato, hmm? in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, Dr. Rasa held on, apparently, but uh, that's a virtue. So uh, this is the renunciation. It's in the context of something positive that a negative thing occurs in the positive culture of love of Krishna. Things that are not favorable for Krishna are left behind. This is the, called the. um Prabhupada What is he? How does he term it? No, it's renunciation. Yukta vairagya It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a detachment that comes from yukta. <laughs> it's kind of backwards, in a sense, because. Attachment that comes its the the, the, attach, the detachment that arises out of attachment. Leave it to Vaishnavism <laughs> to Vaishnavism <you know, laughs> to spin your head a little bit. So, by by making connection with Krishna, then there's an automatic letting go of things that are not favorable. And there's a lot of things that aren't favorable <laughs> about our present sense of self and attachments and so on and so forth. And so these sannyasis—they were already. They were it came to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu under his influence. They were older and they were very renounced and and they were senior to him. Many of them disciples of, uh, for example, Madhavendra Puri, and, uh, and so forth. And they are the, again the, the roots of the figurative tree of love of God. It tells us something that uh, that bhakti hmm, is not karma, although it looks the same. Therefore, the term parodharma, You told bhakti or hook of. It's a superior form of, it's a pro-dharma. It's, dharma means the religious life, right? And it typically refers to the realm of karma, Varnashram Dharma. Dharma, Artha, Kama, bettering yourself materially, performing religion for Artha, for, for well material well-being, for Kama, for... Karma, for some measure of sense indulgence, like going to heaven, hmm? where you could—I uh, think—I think anybody gets pregnant there, just to give you an example. It's uh, supposed to be an joy a place where the enjoyment is not limited by the kind of uh, re- uh, repercussions that <laughs> that occur here in our pursuit of enjoyment. Hmm? So it's about enjoyment, dharma, artha, kama, uh, so religion, material well-being, sense indulgence. And uh, the fourth thing, moksha, You know, that'll come around at some point, I suppose. Hmm. That's the end of dharma then. Hmm. That's the end of it. But bhakti is a kind of dharma. Hmm. And it's been referred to in the Bhagavatam as the dharma. It means, as I've said earlier, it has the elements, basic elements of karma, hmm? and it has the basic elements of Gan. What's good about karma and what's good about Gan is there in bhakti and more. And these two have meaning then. Under themselves they are like two tributaries originating in the Himalaya but never make it to the Bay of Bengal. But if they can connect with the Ganga, then their life can be, uh, their ideal can be realized, so to speak. Mm-hmm. The river needs to keep flowing, so to be alive. So it flows into the into the into the, into the ocean. No problem. Mm-hmm. So Krishna uses the same terms in the Gita, when he says, Rajavidya utamam dharmam susukam dharmam. He says, this knowledge, which is secret, of secrets, and which is the king of knowledge, is dharmiyam, it's religious. Religion and knowledge, they tend to be opposites, as I said. Knowledge means moksha, Hmm? its corollary is detachment it's the end of religion that Krishna speaks about in the Gita when he says sarva dharman purityaja in no uncertain terms give up religion you won't find me there Hmm? Uh, still what's good about religion if you will is in bhakti sometimes people take this to be a strong statement they say you know, you're you're saying Varnashram. You step on the head of Varnashram or whatnot. Uh, but this is, people need to be devotees. Need to be moral. Hmm? But they fail to understand that, that that in the context of bhakti, the morality, if you will, of the dharma is included. It's not a, to say that doesn't mean to say. Therefore, devotees just who cares about morality? Hmm? Care, look at look at the angas of bhakti. The limbs of the body of bhakti, given for example by Rupa Goswami and Bhakti Rasa Sindhu. follow them. You'll have a very religious life, but, um, a very morally upright life. It's included within it naturally by coming under the under the rule and influence of bhakti. That'll be included. So it's not a, it's not a way of saying that it's okay to be uh, morally corrupt and you're doing bhakti and everything's fine and uh, it's a it's a, it's a misunderstanding to, to come to that conclusion when we as we should uh, as the Bhagavatam does uh, gives us the perspective on Varnashram and the Dharma marg the karma marg from the bhakti um, you know, vantage point mm-hmm. So, the point is that this is a strange combination in one sense, knowledge and dharma, because they, again, they tend to cancel one another out. If you complete the course of dharma, then you get, you get knowledge. The idea is, of course, that what? That if you're pursuing artha, kama, dharma, then you go to the scriptures. And the scriptures say, pick this herb pick that herb, mix it with some cow's urine, Hmm? offer it to a sadhu on a full moon night, Uh, hmm? and then uh, when he gives it back to you and you eat it, then you get pregnant and have a beautiful daughter, or something like that. (laughs) I'm making that one up, but I mean, these are the kind of things you'll find there. Hmm? I'm not a scholar of the Dharma. Shastra, but um, this is the idea. And then, so then you do that, and, and you get a beautiful daughter. So, what do you really get in all of this? What is the more that you get is that you get faith in the Shastra. Hmm. You get faith in that, and you think, hey, if I really want to be happy, this is the way to go. Hmm. And then you, you, you learn you could go to heaven, even, and you could live for zillions and zillions of years, and so So, there's this impetus. Mm -hmm. and for following the Shastra. This is the the real fruit. You see, sometimes we've said that at times Prabhupada has invoked a preaching strategy in his dispensation. And sometimes he has said certain things that aren't exactly the Siddhanta but... He he, he used, spoke strategically, given the time and place in the audience, and he said, yes, Jesus is our guru. Hmm? And you chant Christ, Christ, or Krishna, Krishna, no difference. Hmm? And then in the private, he said, I don't know about this Jesus. Yeah. He said, it something like a mystic yogi or something like that. He's, so that you, you, you're, you're privy to both... <laughs> Uh, his public statement and private statement, all this you can see, he had a little bit of strategy there, He's, uh, he, he wants people to glorify God, chant the name of God, any name, that mm-hmm. is him, any name, mm-hmm. chant, get started, and be happy, chant and be happy, this is very much the mood of, like, Nithinanda Prabhu, just get going here with it, start it out. Mm-hmm. Even Nityananda didn't write any philosophical books or anything like that. Just his own, and just his enthusiasm got people chanting "Gor Nam." You don't think that was a big thing? Gore himself was teaching, chant "Krishna Nam." <laughs> Nityananda said, "Who?" He just dismissed him. chant "Gor Nam," and people did it. <laughs> so what was the p- power of Nityananda? We didn't have to give like, a, like thousands of pages of treaties, you know, like the Goswamis. Hmm? Goswamis are big, that's for sure. But Nityananda Prabhu is like big, big. Hmm? <laughs> He's Prabhu, hmm? big. And so the force of his enthusiasm, he, even he was avidut, his, his character was, an, his behavior was unorthodox, and so forth. Still very compelling. And people began to chant Gornam, and the whole lineage started with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the, as the deity. Then the Goswamis came under the direction of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and they, you know, turned it into a theology and defined it and so forth. Hmm. Krishna Das is giving it to the, to the general public in the, in, in Bengali, hmm. so. You're paying as attention as much as me. Yes, 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 hmm. yes. Hmm. How do we go there? To Nityananda Prabhu, his power. No. <laughs> mm. Prabhupada was very much like Nityananda Prabhu, <laughs> <laughs> and so, of course, the difference is he wrote all these books, right? So, and he, wanted, of course, wanted to emphasize that. He did. But he wrote him in a hurry. He wrote him in a hurry while traveling around. And so he left some service to do, to come back and cross a couple of T's and dot a couple of I's, sharpened pencil a little bit, add a comma here or there, which could be, you know, a little punctuation. It gives a lot more, <laughs> you know, spring out the meaning and so forth. So this is his... Uh, His kindness, hmm? that um, he left a little service to do. And this is one of the, you know, points that sometimes we bring up, that sometimes Prabhupada said this over here, and this is a certain circumstance, and it was a little bit of a strategy given the audience. It shouldn't be taken as the Siddhanta, because here's a whole tradition, here's the Siddhanta. And... And people sometimes object to that idea, but you should understand the point I'm making here is that the whole. What does Krishna say in the Gita? Hmm? Trigunya Vishaya Veda. Trigunya Vishaya Veda, three quarters or more of the Veda, it means, is dealing with the three gunas, which means all with Dharma, all with the, this world. Hmm? and that whole section what am i saying about it it's a preaching strategy that's what it is hmm? it's telling you to go to heaven do this and you can go to heaven you can get a good son a good daughter or this that another thing it's promoting all these things why would the scripture tell us to do things that aren't good for us we don't want to go to heaven that's not eternal Fence gratification is not in our interest. Why would the scriptures tell us that? Well, they do, don't they? The majority of the Vedic scriptures tell us to do exactly that. And then there's a group of people called the, um, what are they called? No. The, um, you know, you have Vedanta. You, well, yeah, but you have, what's the take? Karma Mimamsa. The typical, the, the phlo- philosophical. Group they call you have Vedanta and you have Karma Mimamsa hmm? so the, 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 you have the Vedanta Mimamsa the Karma Mimamsa so, so there's a whole group that says this is what the scripture says this is what's about and they're fighting with militancy against Vedanta hmm? ah you know so some small corner of the text says something about giving it up. The whole, you know, majority of it says it's this is what you should do, hmm? and so, the, so they're it's a, from the Vedanta perspective, they're missing the whole point, right? Hmm? Jiva Goswami has a treatise called Krishna Sandarbha. The whole Sandarbha is based on one line of one verse of the Srimad Bhagavatam, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. And he says, the whole Bhagavatam, from the point of view of philosophy, orbits around this. This is the password for understanding everything in context. Hmm? And then some people have argued, you know, you're going to take one line from one verse and tell us the whole book you know, orbits around that? And you know Jeeva Goswami's replies? More or less he says, good things come in small packages. <laughs> he says, the sutras of Vyasa are even smaller. Hmm? Do we dismiss them on that account? Mm. Because the majority of people have no ear for it, for giving up or for giving everything to God, which is a more comprehensive idea of... That's how to give everything up and keep it, actually. Mm. Give it to God and become His friend, and then you go, move in with Him. (laughs) And then you've got everything there. Mm. Everything there. Mm. Somebody said the other day that in Vaikuntha sometimes people become curious about you know what it would be like to have material things or something like that in his Bagwasandarbaji because or in his because somebody makes the point in the context of saying no one falls from Vaikuntha he cites Kapila Muni in Bhagavatam a couple of verses the essence of which what, what Kapila is saying there is that all of the mystic cities all of material enjoyment, hmm, from Brahma's planet on down, are all, in a sense, available to everyone in Vaikuntha. <clears throat> hmm, but they have absolutely no interest in it. What a Dhruva said I want, wanted a piece of glass and I got a diamond instead. I mean, so. Hmm. In other words, he's saying, I think I mentioned it the other day, what, what praying means. And what any form of mukti for that matter means is that you've, you, 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 you understood, you're, you're not like without the knowledge of what ignorance is. Hmm? You, you, you understand what self-centeredness is because you've gone beyond it. So you have no interest in it. Hmm? So the idea that you'd be interested in it as if you didn't know it It's to say that somebody in Baikunda doesn't know the most Mm -hmm. basic thing that the sadhika learns on day one. Hmm? (laughs) Of course they know that. They have all knowledge. That means they have no ignorance. So they're not going to act ignorantly. Hmm? Just a side point there, but... uh, hmm. Hmm. But the point we're making is that The scriptures are telling us, for the most part, and they're voluminous. I mean, I think the Vedic literature is the most voluminous body of literature on on Earth. So, uh, and and of course, they say that on other planets there's even more Vedic literature. But the majority of it's all about enjoying the world. Hmm. I mean, after all. I was gonna say is only one planet. I guess there are many vaikuntha planets. I mean, it could be thought of like that. Many different perspectives. Hmm. But anyway, there are a number of planets here. Hmm. And all of them are either about are about one of two things. All the material planets, what are the two things they're about? One, material enjoyment. Two, mystic perfection. Siddalok, Mahalok, Tapalok. There's n- there, there's no material enjoyment or interest in it even there, but hmm? to speak of Kunta hmm? hmm. but an interest in sideloak, Siddha in, in siddhas, siddhis, uh, perfections, uh, in spiritual perfection. Hmm? These are special planets. They're kind of like the Amitabha Buddha's planet, where he's supposed. is supposed to go by chanting his name, and everybody's a Buddha there. So it's a, it's a good place to lift off from and enter into Nirvana. So this tapalok, sidalok, maharlok, all the brahmacharis, celibates there, all in meditation and so forth—and hmm. then generally going by 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 jnana, by yoga, siddhanta, and then they go up from there. That's the idea. They're graced by the by, by the by Kunta Dutas, Vishnu Dutas. Hmm. So. The majority, at this point, of the Scripture is all about encouraging you to find the best way to get the most enjoyment out of life. And it, the best way is to acknowledge God. He has, He's the man who has everything. He could give you anything. So, it's cheating everybody. You could say. It's cheating everybody. But it's a preaching strategy. The whole of the Karmakanda... In other words, what's behind it, as I said earlier, is that if we get them somehow to have faith in the Scripture, because if I do this, what the Scripture says, I can enjoy better, then that faith in the Scripture in time will lead them to look more deeply into it. They believe in it. we created a teachable moment now. And so for all their enjoyment, they're following the Scripture very carefully, and then at a certain point, the idea is, the Dharma Jignashu, the inquiry into Dharma by which I can get all the perks of life or whatever, is 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 fully exercised, and then Brahma Jignashu, one's in a in a in a position to inquire about Brahman. This is the gradual course. Of the scripture from Dharma Jignasu, that's how the whole Karma section begins. Atato Dharma Jignasu. The afterthought is Atato, something after that. When you get through, it's like a long, a lot of pages. But when you get there's another one here Atato Brahma Jignasu. Now it's time to inquire about Brahman. Hmm? So, but initial Shraddha, faith, in in, in, in revelation. You that there's a the course for knowing, for going, for having, what, whatever, really proceeds most uh, 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 effectively hmm, by acknowledging a source um, of ourselves and, and the world. Hmm. Hmm. Not by. It also means that if you want to proceed materially, happily, then you should do it. With love. So the whole Dharma Shastra is about gratitude. Oh, the sun. And Surya Namaskar. So we do we worship the sun. We acknowledge the sun. For good health, we worship the sun. Bhagavatam says, for health, we worship the sun. For this, we worship that god, this god, that god. Hmm? All these sets of thoughts. So it's a whole built into this is, is this development within the human. Psyche of gratitude, living with a sense of gratitude. Mm -hmm. This is very different than than the modern uh, way in which we pursue and seek material amenities and facilities and so forth, which has sometimes been described as raping and pillaging the earth Mm -hmm. And, and bringing into question our own prosperity in the pursuit of it. Creating a, you know, a, the the a Frankenstein, and and you see, you can't get away from God. That's another point. Hmm? Because as much as you try to do away with God, you only replace him with yourself as the controller. Hmm? And so we're seeding the clouds, and we're gonna make, we're gonna make the rain now. So <laughs> somebody's got to make rain, right? Somebody's got to make it. So you're gonna do it, okay, okay, you're going to. so you just replace God with yourself, and we taught all along that you are God. The Vedas all along have taught that you are God, or that if there's anything in the world that most resembles God, it's you, hmm? you are consciousness, God is consciousness hmm? you're godlike, you're special, and so forth hmm? but that. Dismissing all of that and trying to do it. Another, but then they just try to become the controller. <clears throat> and then they try to, you know, we think, oh, the primitive way was that God made life. Now we know we make life. So you've got a creator no matter how you look at it. And we'll see how good the robots come out. You know? <laughs> Comparatively. This is the myth of today's modern science. That attain salvation through... Uh, science, you can attain robotic heaven. Hmm? You can live forever as a robot. This is and now you might wonder. I don't know if I want that salvation. Hmm? This is the idea. Wealthiest people, they're all investing in this heavily, heavily. That hmm? yep. by by modern science we'll we'll make life eternal. It's a that's a pretty big task. Because if you could stop the aging process, it doesn't mean you won't slip in the shower. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like this is just a big face of, you know, Harani Kasi that's all it is. Mara mm-hmm. 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 should me a note this morning, I think it was this morning. Who was it who said it? he's uh, a philosopher and physicist. Right. He said that science is no more than a collection of facts. and and a collection of facts is no more than like a collection of stones that under themselves don't make a house Hmm? some people in science want there's a current theme in science we don't need philosophy anymore that's done philosophy is partly thinking about the facts thinking about them the implications of them putting together in certain ways and so forth we have the same facts at our disposal, we're just putting them together in a different way, in a different package. And what kind of people are we trying to create? Kind people, loving people, they th- they, we, we say that if you love someone, they will tell you all their secrets. So the Vedas are advising us, approach nature with reverence, with gratitude. Hmm? Look at the sun as a god. I mean, it is a god, for God's sake. Without without the sun, where would we be? We would have no vegetation. We would have no heat. We would have no light. Our minds would be disturbed. The sun makes the ha- mind happy. Hmm? So, without you know, the sun is giving us vegetation, giving us heat, as I say, light, all these things. Hmm? So it's a god to us. We're dependent upon him. Mm-hmm. Where our eyes can't see without light. Hmm. So to acknowledge in the macrocosm hmm, what our senses are the microcosm of, this is the Dharma Marg, this is what the scripture is about. So besides, the trick is, in the preaching strategy here, the trick is that you're going to get something from this, hmm, but what you're really going to get is gratitude, faith in the scriptures, and so forth. And this is going to predispose you in a way that, um, that uh, it can create a teachable moment to tell you more. So everything isn't told at once. So sometimes there are preaching strategies invoked. It's a good example. Prabhupada had lots of them, actually, and in our lineage there's many many examples but the point is besides that what we're saying is that the Dharma Marga is one thing hmm? Gyan Marg is another thing under themselves they're really dead ends because they're governed by Rajas and Sattva so they don't lead to transcendence and any material pursuit is a dead end hmm? all the roads are dead ends the spiritual pursuit is a long and winding road back home hmm? and it never ends hmm? it never ends it's it, it it's always new always new just looking at krishna with anurag every time he looks new every time he looks newer hmm? you, you always, it's all there, but it's always being discovered. He is always discovering himself. That's what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was about. There's there's an idea in Vedanta in general, that life is about being, not about becoming. Stop trying to become and just be what you are. You are Sat, Chit, Ananda. Stop trying to be pleasured, Ananda, to be Sat, to be secure, to be chit, to have the power of knowledge—you are these things. Stop trying to be. So the becoming is thought to be the material life, and the being is thought to be the spiritual life. But in bhakti, we have a being that's also becoming. Hmm? It's becoming the being. is becoming in relation to bhakti. The, 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 the jivas, a the unit of it ananda, but it's. Be, but but the influence of the bhakti environment there's another becoming a spiritual becoming and it has no end therefore praying is full and ever expanding hmm? it makes for a dynamic spiritual life rather than a static if you will spiritual life hmm? again Humbermasmi it could make some people stand hair stand on end but Rupa Goswami finds it boring Rupa Goswami finds it boring that's a boring idea. Hmm. You're not the body. This, uh, that's just something you're not. Let's talk about what you are, what your possibilities are, what bhakti is, and so forth. Hmm. So bhakti, we talked about it before, we're just coming up again here today in another way. As I said, the king of knowledge and the dharmyam. These two things are together. Hmm. While knowledge cancels out, gyan cancels out karma, Karma cancels out kyaan, bhakti they're both found in bhakti. Hmm? So it's a superior idea, hmm? and it it descends, right? It's not inherent in ourselves, but it descends. It comes to us. Hmm? So bhakti we're talking about, hmm? and the fact that Gadadhar Pandit is the is the is the bhakti shakti personified in 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 Gaur-lila. But, interestingly, what? Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami has not mentioned him as such, has not described him as such. And in that, we can say he's faithful to Rupa Goswami, who he's representing here. Because Rupa Goswami has not written anywhere that Karadhar is Radha. What, what Krishnadas has written here in Chaitanya Sharjan is that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha. He's Krishna. This is where we began. If you look at Krishna, keep looking, what did Ramananda... Well, you look at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I should say. You look at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm? what did Ramananda see? He looked hard and close, right, at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he looked and he saw a golden sannyasi standing in front of him, so beautiful. Typically renunciation is not uh, the renunciates may not be beautiful, I said, but Chetanamak was only 24 years old. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So beautiful, so charming. The beauty of Krishna, but as a sannyasi, renunciate. Right. Hmm? He looking close at him, and then he saw Sham. He changed colors. He saw he saw his he, 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 Krishna holding a flute. Hmm? Then he looked closer. And then it's all golden doll, golden girl, it's all Radha. Hmm. This is the point. If you look at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu carefully, you'll see this is Krishna. And we can quote verses to support it and so forth and so on. Hmm. Interpret it in, from the Gaudiya perspective. See, it's saying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna. Hmm. Give all the reasoning and so forth. Make a big argument for this. Mm-hmm. But if you understand that argument and you pursue it as we should, then at some point you'll start to see, actually he's he's Radha. He's Radha and Krishna. And of the other two, he's more Radha than Krishna. Mm-hmm. And Chaitanya Chardamrita ends on this note, the last verse of Shikshastakam. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, Asli shiva padaratam panashtuma madarsana marmatam karotu vā pramanatas tu Krishna does in his commentary he says, These words were spoken by Radha. The book is over. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was attained, Krishna has attained the bhav of Radha. Radha is speaking now. It's very compelling, very beautiful. This is the end of the book. But my point is what? That Krishna thus has labored hard in Chaitanya Charitamrita to establish that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha. Hmm? He's Radha and Krishna. He's more Radha than Krishna, because he's Krishna in the mood of Radha, hmm? with the heart of Radha, in the Bhava of Radha. Hmm? The shell of Krishna, with the with, with the substance of Radha, the soul of Radha, the form of Krishna with the soul of Radha, something like that. Hmm? Well, you can just talk about it in different ways to try to get some understanding of it. (laughs) It's beyond uh, reason and logic and so forth. But the the critical point here that I'm making, of course, is that, again, Krishnadas has labored hard to make this point, and he has not anywhere in the book made the point that Gadadhar is Radha. And this is faithful to the Goswamis who have not made this point anywhere in their writing hmm so maybe Krishna Das has a different opinion can it be? can Krishna Das have a different opinion when he says Shri Rup Raghunath hmm. what does he say Shri Rupa Raghunath Padeyara Cheta Nijarita Amrita Krishna Das hmm. after every chapter practically I bow my head at the feet of Rup and Raghunath Goswamis. hmm these are the Abhideya and Prayojan Tattva charges. He was initiated by, Rup- by Raghunath, he says, hmm. at the end of the book. was my guru. And Rupa Goswami, R- Raghunath, the follower of Rupa Goswami. Hmm. And in other places as well, to his six gurus at the beginning, he calls that Bandirup Sanatana Shijiva Gopala Guru. Hmm. These are the founding acharyas of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. These, they founded the whole Sampradaya. They wrote the seminal books. They gave. It, they gave the interpretation of the sacred texts that every Hindu sect uh, venerates: the Panishads, the Gita, the Puranas, the Bhagavad. They gave a certain take on those hmm, with their writings. That's the formation of a uh, founding of a sampradaya, giving it structure, hmm, giving it also etiquette and. Uh, in Hari Bhakti Vilas, for example, Sanatana, Gopal Bhatta, how you do this, how you do the marriage, how you do this, how you do that, what are your mantras, and so forth. Mm. And philosophical, theological substance, they did all this work. This is the groundwork, mm. important. Mm. None of them said that Gaudata it was, Kri- was Radha and Gauravila. <coughs> hmm. And their faithful follower, Krishnadas, hasn't said it anywhere in the book. Maybe he differs from them? No, we shouldn't think like that for a minute. How could he possibly differ from them? Hmm? He's very faithfully representing them. And one of the, one of the ways in which he's faithfully representing them is by not saying they've got Atrapandadisrata. Overtly. Hmm? Overtly. But we shouldn't, he, he's a, there, he, he's a follower of Saroop Dhamma, Kavikarnapur, so, as we've cited in the beginning, Poetic verse of Kavi Karnapur. It's making it clear that Karada Pandit is the Radha of Gor Lila. So why didn't he do this then? How and how is it he being faithful to the Goswamis? And why didn't the Goswamis say it? It's a curious question. We've we've dismissed the idea that the Goswamis and Krishnadas had a different idea and they didn't agree with Kavi Karnapur and Sruv Damodar. Hmm? We dismissed that idea it should be totally dismissed hmm? no he derives his credibility by representing his predecessors Swarup of course was senior to the goswamis srupdamar Raghunath das was placed under the care of srupdamar by mahaprabhu hmm? so his opinion is uh, unfortunately the works some of the writing of srupdamar is not available but this is even Prior to the Goswamis, hmm. and so he has, seems to have a different opinion, but he can't have a different opinion. Hmm. So why did he not mention one? One reason is that perhaps it's certainly a task to write a book that definitively, definitively establishes that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna. I said Nityananda Prabhu did it just by his enthusiasm, mm-hmm. but to get, you know, the greater public going on this and the religious and educated public, mm-hmm, um, you, 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 you you might need to make a extended argument. So, the Goswami's, um, they have done that to an extent, but they've done it in a, in a, in a curious way, even the, even the divinity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Here, Krishnadas is like coming out like a plow where the where the where the Goswamis went in to use Prabhupada's analogy like a needle. The Goswamis I said they didn't they didn't write that Gadadhar was Radha. They hardly wrote that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Krishna. Not like this Chaitanya not like Charita, Chaitanya Charitamrita, is like coming out with it on every page. They wrote a couple of poems glorifying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu couple of verses here and there, but on all their books. They're not prefaced by um this kind of statement. So so the in like a needle means they were founding the sampradaya. And just to say that this this young boy in Bengal is Krishna <laughs> and Radha and Krishna. And you've got these stalwart Vaishnav lineages been around for thousands of years and so forth and you're gonna like Take a different angle on the text and make the bog at the hub and say why and so, it's a lot, lot to do hmm? a lot to sell, so to speak so so what can I say? They had a preaching strategy hmm? they went in like a needle. Hmm? What they did do, however, was they talked about Krishna in, in such a way that if you paid attention to what they said, you could understand. There has to be a chaitanya mahaprabhu, or there has to be an answer to the questions that they demonstrate through their penetrating insight into the psychology of Krishna that arise in his psyche. Hmm? So, in the middle of the rasalila, which is the zenith of the of the srimad bhagavatam, the high point, the climax, hmm, we find Ra, we find Krishna deferring to the gopis bowing to them hmm? and vowing to them also that that I know I said in the Gita this is the idea that whatever, however people approach me I re- respond accordingly but you've exhausted my capacity to respond your devotion itself is your own reward hmm? and if I am to reward you I will have to really what he says there I will have to I I will have to make devotees for you hmm. I will become your devotee I should become your devotee that's the only way that I can possibly repay you I, I have to become devoted to you hmm. They they bring this out and so if you if you understand that then you realize, well is he going to do it how is he going to do it you now you there's an opening in you and you're like wow that's interesting so the story doesn't end here he said he's saying this he's going where does he do it he doesn't he can't do it in in krishna Leela. and and so this is the this is the psych- psychological insight you know into krishna's inner thinking mm-hmm. nobody brings this out nobody has written about krishna like and and, and thought like this the goswamis have said so we know krishna they are the Manjaris. They're there when Krishna is saying this, and they're thinking, "Yes, you should serve Radha. That's a good idea. And we agree to that. Yes, you know, this is what's come out here hmm? in Rasalila. Hmm? So how will he do that? Of course, now he's then he's got to figure out how to do that. Hmm? But if you and again, you, you, if you read it carefully, you realize, oh, this, there's you, you, you suddenly there's a here is an opening for you for for the idea of Gor mm-hmm. And then of course there there, 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 there are many nice statements That's about right. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and ultimately there 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 there's a few statements. <coughs> they they call them Bhagavan Chaitanya. Mm-hmm. And Bhagavan Chaitanya wrote this. Mm-hmm. gives pad- 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 Collecting verses from different places and categorizing them under different headings. This is his Padyabali some authors known, some unknown. It's like his verse book, Rupa Goswami's verse book, that he you know he used to read, study, collecting verses, and the shikshastakam is all in there. He says Chaitanya Bhagavan Chaitanya. Bhagavan Chaitanya wrote this Bhagavan. So some references like this, but not in this in, this, in detail. Jiva Goswami and Sandarbhas. He's laboring to establish that Krishna is a source of Narayan. This is also key to understanding who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is. Hmm? So they've got to get all this foundational work in here first. Hmm? And, okay, it's, it's a task in itself to, to establish that, that Krishna is the source of Narayan, rather than Narayan is the source of Krishna. Hmm? But, as I say, now, a half a generation later, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishna's coverage is coming out like a plow, probably just to get this going like a pin, it's going to make a small hole. But if you come out like like there was a plow, it like the pin just went whoop like that inside and make a big hole in your stomach coming out, right? So this is what Krishna does do. He's feeling his time is right now. I've been ordered by the higher devotees, senior devotees to do this. And I'm gonna do it in Bengali. Write it in Bengali. Not in Sanskrit, which many people wouldn't be able to read, access, and give it in the common vernacular of the day, and and I'm going to give it to Srinivas, Narottam, and Shamananda, and uh, tell them, take it to Bengal. Take it to the Bengal side. Hmm? And what is being told? What is being told then? Hmm? You have to understand this point. What's being told in Chaitanya means is how Gaur Lila towers above Krishna Lila. You see, if you understand the Goswami's writings properly, you will never become a Gornagarbhav person. The whole Gornagarbhav position is one in which trying to give more attention to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by saying, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, that's been established, so, therefore, he should be worshipped like Krishna in every way. He's completely Krishna, he's not any way less than Krishna, he's just not just the way to Krishna. And then an afterthought, he should be in the front. This is the Bengali, you know, emotionalism. Hmm? They don't understand. Rupa Goswami's already put him in front. You don't get it. Hmm? When we understand Krishna in the mood of Radha, hmm? pursuing the mood of Radha, hmm? that's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You're saying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Lila is more than Krishna Lila. Hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the, in the bhava Radha. Is Krishna who is more than Krishna hmm? you understand he's now Krishna is getting the more that he felt was lacking, so don't make some artificial way of making Chaitanya mahaprabhu more and saying he's rasaraj, and so we can have Parakya with him. we don't need Krishna, and there are some subgroups in bengal they they that they, they, they think of themselves as manjaris of 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 Vishnu Priya, hmm? and worshipping Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and they'll never chant the name of Radha. No! They militate against that. Hmm? This is their way of making Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And the whole idea of manjari, you know, it's all coming from Rupa Goswami. Right? Just then they, they ignore that, and then, then they come up with, as if their own idea would become manjaris of, of of, of, of this is the um, like uh, subset of Gaurangar, of Vishnu of, of, of Priya and... Hmm? These ideas, they're not orthodox ideas, not ideas of Rupa Goswami. And their attempts to make Bengal, it's, it's almost nationalistic. Hmm? More important, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was ours. Now there's some Indian Hindus who militate against Westerners performing kirtan. <laughs> they call it, what do they call it? Appropriation something. Cultural, Cultural appropriation. Hmm? <laughs> it's, it's, it's. That's what happens. If you go far enough left, you become a Nazi. that's what happens. It's, if it's far enough left, you come out on the right. Hmm. It's very, it's very, it's racist. Actually, perspective. Hmm. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, making a, mat- a material claim to spirituality. Kirtan, after all, is is is, is glorification of Krishna. Hmm. How can you nationalize it? Mm-hmm. It's it's universal. It's 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 transcendental, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so one of the reasons perhaps that Krishna Das doesn't come out and make he has no verses about Garadar like he has about Advaita two in his Mongol two about Nityananda Prabhu. Mm-hmm. Uh, several, three, or four about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He just says, mm. Panchatatva kam krishnan bhakta rupa sarupakam bhakta avataram bhakta Namami bhakta kam. Mm. I think it's maybe Sriupdhamma's verse. Mm. Kavikarnapur also cited He inserts it there. Mm. A few words about Panchatatva and on he goes. No long treatise and so forth about Garadhar Pandit. Mm. Maybe you could understand about Shivas because he's talking about all the devotees and whatnot in some length, but Karata is just included in that discussion. He comes later about as one of the devotees. Some nice things are said about him. Some, if you look carefully. Prabhu Nija Shakti. He's the own, the own Shakti of Prabhu. But you don't have to look carefully to see these things. But not overtly he's coming out and making a statement and making a claim. So maybe, as we can reason, one of the reasons is that, well, huh, enough is enough. Like we, I just told him that that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha. is, is Krishna in the mood of Radha. Radha and Krishna combined. That's a huge step. So now if I start saying, and by the way, Ganada is Radha too. It's like, wait a minute here. Like, where does this end? And how do, you know you just told us (laughs) so that may have been part of his strategy but I think there's more to it than that and 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 that is that the very nature of Radha is very much found in in one sense in in Garada Pandit Hmm? and uh, of course Garada Pandit was was the uh, classmate of Chaitanya they were more or less the same age they grew up together as as friends they were both Brahmins Hmm? Roman family, so they were the same age and the same varna. Hmm? Pandit Garada was 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 always a Vaishnav from his youth, from childhood. Mahaprabhu became a Vaishnav, so as, as it would appear, in his youth. Hmm? They were very fast friends. They stuck together all the time. Hmm? They often uh, uh, slept together, hmm? and like like uh, it's common amongst Indian boys and brothers. That, you know, if you can see Indian boys, they walk down the street hand in hand. Mm-hmm. In America, that would be well, you're weird. Two guys holding hand. Well, now it's not, but they used to be. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they, they were. So there's a it's common in India. Brotherly love is shown like that. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I once, i tell you a story, I, I once, and it was in the Delhi temple in, in ISKCON and, um, and I went up on the roof in the morning and, and I found two boys sleeping together. And I thought, oh God, what's going on here? You know, this, this is inappropriate. And two brahmacharis, I caught them sleeping together. I'm sorry, but, you know, I thought, it. and, you know, gay life is one thing, but um, within the context of bhakti, it's not the two brahmacharis both sleep together, you know, <laughs> in, the, in the ashram. And so, I thought, well, what am I going to do? Should I tell somebody or what, you know? And so, that the president kind of like came along and he saw me, he said, what's going on? I said, well, I found two brown shirts sleeping." And then he started laughing. He says, oh, that's the Indian way we do that, you know. Got to keep warm, you know. <laughs> Cold night in Delhi, you know, in, in, in January. So, it was, I was young at the time. And, and, wasn't so familiar with the Indian culture, but a lot of times you can see friends, male friends, walking hand in hand, like young girls will walk hand in hand, friends and so forth. It's a more friendly culture hmm? in a a, a way. So, Nandara was like this kind of fast friend of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Sachi also seeing that, hmm? and how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would sometimes be a danger to himself, like the incident in which he was pining for Krishna, and Guradha said, Calm down, Krishna is in your heart, don't worry. He said, He's in my heart, and he began to tear apart his chest. Guradha had to talk him out, talk him down. So Sachi saw this and said, You please stay with him wherever he goes. So he went when Mahaprabhu took sannyas, Guradha went with him. Sachi, Sachi, Sachi gave him to the world, of course. That's the beauty of Sachi. Jagannath Mishra could not stay around and be the, again be the person that took him out of Vrindavan, mm-hmm. like Nanda Maharaj did. That, that, that was too traumatic to do it again. He said, it's your turn. So, He mm-hmm. showed in the form of Sachi, mm-hmm. she gave him to the world. Right? Yeah. And through, through, the, through the portal portal of Jagannath Puri, mm-hmm. where he eked a little bit south and also went to Vrindavan, but that was his headquarters as a sannyasi. Given that, and the, and the, the, the verdict of Sachi, who Mahaprabhu put himself in the hands of what to do, I've taken in a moment of madness, you're my mother, and she said, well, go to Puri, stay in Puri, because that's like real close, like another room in the same house of Navadvip, and so we can hear about you, the devotees will hear about you. So there he went. So Gadadhar, he, he said, okay, I'm staying in Puri. Mahaprabhu was going to Puri, I was staying in Puri. So he took a vow, of sannyas, what we call chetra sannyas, to live in one place in the dham and never leave it. Hmm? It did become a problem when Mahaprabhu started to leave it, but that's, a, that's an interesting lila, of course, and we see the beauty of their relationship at that time. Hmm? Mahaprabhu said, who cares for my vow? The hell with my vow. Mahaprabhu appreciated it, he said, but the other people, they won't get it, so you have to wait for me in Puri and I can't bring you to Vrindavan anyway. Hmm. because you're Radha, don't tell anybody, and I'm going there <laughs> in the mood of Radha, in search of Krishna, so I can't bring you with me, so you have to wait in Puri. Hmm. So, at any rate, um, Krishna Das hasn't uh, uh, brought it out, but, but the nature of Godada is, we can learn about it in Him and Chaitanacharya Tamrita, he seems to have a very gentle nature and a very religious boy he was. And, um, of course, as Mahaprabhu leaves in, in, in Vrindavan, or in Navadweep, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his early is not con- systematically pursuing the bhava of Radha. Hmm? Nothing is absent in his bhava in but he's not systematically pursuing the bhava of Radha, which is what he came to do for that purpose. He left... Navadvip, I should say, he left Navadvip and took sannyas and pursued the Bhava of in a way that showed by its example that all the Jivas could also follow. Hmm? So it's his, his teaching Leela hmm? and of course he's learning and teaching. He's learning what is Radha Bhava and teaching it at the same time but outside of vrindavan So, outside of hmm? so the point is this that as mahaprabhu systematically cultures the bhava of pandit is radha he is the bhava of hmm? so as mahaprabhu attains it then the position of gadadhara becomes diminished Hmm? and we find him in Lalitabhav or in, in Puri, in Rukmini Bhav. Hmm? You can't be in Rukmini Bhav, Lalitabhav, unless you're Radha. Hmm? All those Bhavs are in Radha, that he could be Lalita, that he could show the Bhav of Rukmini. That means he is Radha. Hmm? But at the same time, he is Radha, in a just like Gaur is Krishna, but in a particular role. So R- Pandit Gadadhar is Radha, but in a particular role, and his role in Gaur Lila is to give the prem, the bhav, of herself to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Pandit Gadadhar is serving Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in dasya bhav, and of course experiencing. Madhurya Bhav, in, internally at the same time, because Dasyabhava Gore leads to the Bhavs of, internally of, 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 of Vrindavan. Hmm? But in Leela, her service, Radha's service as Gaurada, is to give the Bhav to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gradually. He puts her, really, or puts Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the hands of Sarupamadar and Ramananda Roy, and the more the leela goes on, he goes into his private life, and we hear he's with Ramananda Roy, he's with Sarupadamada, and where's Gadadhar? Kadadhar is constantly diminishing, his role is diminishing, he's moving to the background. Hmm? But if we properly understand his diminishing, hmm, is, if you look at it properly, you see, he's becoming more more and more prominent. He's becoming more and more prominent. The position of Gadadar as he diminishes, his role diminishes, he's becoming more and more prominent in the Leela. Hmm? How can that be how can his role be diminished and he become more prominent at the same time proportionally in the Leela? Because if you understand it properly, what's happening, his apparent diminishing, which is making him more full, more glorious, and the most glorious person in all among all of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates. This is the position of Gadadhar Pandit. Wait a minute—he's not even, you know, not even said much—that much said about him in here. You have to feel it, what the text is saying. In other words, his diminishing, apparently, role, moving out of the, going to the background, corresponds with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu achieving his goal. Gadadhar is giving the bhav to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and moving out of the way. Hmm? At first, when Krishna decided to go and try to just experience Radha's Bhav, Radha had some reservations. That could be problemsome for you. The whole religious world could turn upside down, for one. And secondly, you could crash on the ground. So many things might happen to you. It's, it's pretty heavy, hmm? the way I feel about you. And that's why you're attracted to it. Because you see in me something that's not even in you. And it's coming from you, hmm? but only in me, from my vantage point, And you want it, but it's wild. Hmm? It's Mahabhav. Hmm? Madanakya Mahabhav. You want it? I don't know. It, I, you know I, so she's a little cautious, and, but he's not caught the cautious type, Krishna. So he thinks, if you don't give it, I'll steal it. <laughs> hmm. So okay, you're gonna steal it. You don't know what you just got got yourself into. I have to follow you hmm? into Kali Yuga. Hmm? Appearing as the Brahman mm-hmm. Pundit Gadadhar. Wherever you go, I'm following. Hmm? And and placing you in the care of Gadadhar, of, of letting letting Sarup and and and, and Ramananda, Lalita and Vishaka take care of you. They know my bhav. Hmm? Mm. Hmm? They they could have been group leaders themselves, but they subordinated themselves to me, Tarata, to hmm? because they know no one can get closer to Krishna, but me. They know my they're my close friends. Hmm? So hang with them; hmm? they will help you. Hmm? And as they help you, I'm moving out of the background. He's at Tota Gopinath, worshiping the Tota Gopinath deity. Mahaprabhu gave himself dug, found it in the sand, gave the Gadatar, in front of whom. Gadadah would, would would speak the Bhagavatam and Mahaprabhu would be one of the students. Hmm? Mm-hmm. His every talk is laced, laden with with Ratha-Bhav. Even when he's talking about Paradcharit, even when he's talking about the Dhruvalila, it's all imbued with with with, with the Bhav from that perspective. Hmm? To his Bhagavatam classes, he's introducing. Helping Mahaprabhu, hmm? putting him in the hands of Siksha gurus. Hmm? Garada is the guru of Gaudiya Vaishnava. Some people make the claim, Gadada is the guru of everybody in Gaudiya Vaishnava, In the Gadada Paribar they make this claim. They have their evidences, and they try to support like this. It's uh, harmless. There are other evidences. You could make another argument, but Gharata's pundit pundit's position, you should have no doubt about that. He is the most important person in all of Gauralila, because without him, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could not have attained his goal. Hmm? And so when he's moving out of the picture, it means he, he he's actually in the center of the picture. He's done it, and he's taking no credit. Hmm? And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was attaining his, his difficult goal, hmm? very difficult goal, to change his position like this, from the from the vishaya to the ashraya. Hmm? Godadara, can't do it without Gadadhar, Pandit. Hmm? Can't do that with, without Srupa, Sru, Dhamma, and Ramana, and right Mahaprabhu could not do it on himself. It's not possible. Hmm? Bhakti can give herself anywhere. That's a fact. Wherever she gives herself, Krishna has to go there. He has no choice in the matter. Wherever Bhakti gives herself, Krishna has to go there. Hmm? Krishna may be independent, but Bhakti is also independent. And Krishna's independence does not include being independent of bhakti. Bhakti is supremely independent. Hmm? Mm-hmm. You understand? <laughs> Krishna is independent, that's true, but not of bhakti. Hmm? He's subordinate to bhakti. That's where he loses his independence. And that's where he becomes most charming. Hmm? So, Godadhar Pandit, in a very covert way, in a hidden way, hmm? This is the position of Radha. She's not going to say, just see. This Leela is about me. <laughs> hmm. I'm the center. No, that is not Radha. Krishna is everything for her. Asli Shiva, Padaratam, is a very significant verse that, as that, that Krishna says, comes from the mouth of Radha. Hmm? It's a very high verse, but if you look at it at the core, it's speaking about... How the Mahabhava of Radha, hmm, which finds her sometimes chastising Krishna, not letting him come in, upset with him, so on and so forth, hmm, is all at its core entirely s- service. Service. Looks en- like she's enjoying herself, but, it, but actually service. It's a very nice verse. Hmm? The end of Shikshastakam. It's saying the whole ground, if you will, of all these rasas Mm -hmm. is a serving ego now taking the form of Sakya and wrestling Krishna to the ground or Madhurya and arguing with him in a love quarrel and so forth. Mm -hmm. It might look like one thing on the face, but if you go in... So Garadhar, the greatest servant of gore, he gave gore, Krishna, what he wanted and got out of the way in doing it. But don't let him out of your sight. This is the point. Hmm? You should see chart and read what it's really saying. Understand the position of Padadar Pandit. And now we should celebrate it because in like an eagle and out like a plow. Padadadar Pandit ke jai. Devi ke श्री कृष्ण Kaviraj कवरेज गोस्वामी महाशय की जय श्रीमति Swami स्वामी ki jai जय सुबह देवक्षीरदेव गोस्वामी महाराज की जय भक्ति सिद्धान्त सरस श्री ठाकुर को परब पाद की जय गोकिशोरदास बाबूजी महाराज की जय श्री भक्त सचु आनंद भक्ति विनोद ठाकुर की जय भक्ति विनोद पूरी बार की जय श्री श्री गौराराम माधव की जय श्री श्री गोणितानंद की and premanandey we're not finished yet so now come forward this is what you're getting involved in so <laughs> i hope you were paying attention <laughs> it's, it's a big right yes yeah, yeah, we it. Yes. It. there are she some secrets, secrets in bhakti <laughs> there right? are. we tell she them we, we tell them later us. on, <laughs> and there are preaching strategies right? so this, we follow that spirit hmm? so um, this uh Harinam is uh, should be received from the guru hmm? Harinam is independent of Diksha, because Krishna is independent, um, but he gives himself through Diksha. That is his way. And what that way involves is honoring his devotees, hmm, who are his very heart. Hmm, more dear to him than himself, he says. So, amongst the devotees, in Sada Sangha, of course, where we get our initial faith, then... In time, by associating some devotee, he or she becomes prominent in our lives, and then we understand here is the way in which Krishna is coming to me more significantly than anywhere else, even in a deity or the previous acharyas or Prabhupada or anybody else, in this way coming. And indeed, by honoring that, I have real access to all of those great figures so, today your guru is Prabhupada, Bhakti Siddhanta, is Bhakti Vinod, is, is Rupa Goswami, Jiva Goswami, and yeah. me too. Hmm. So, having one guru, you get all the gurus. Hmm. Having no gurus, then you get no gurus. Hmm. So, sometimes people make that kind of idea, like, I am going to just take from here and there, I'll have no particular guru, then you get no guru. Hmm. So, Having one really having one guru with the right understanding uh, on your part, and then you get all the you get access to the whole guru Parampus, all their blessings coming to you, and all the Vaishnavas here, Vaishnavis as well. So that's a very—I feel very happy for you, um, mm-hmm. as I know my own experience in, in this regard. This is uh, was a happy day to be received the holy name from Prabhupada. And um in and and his own Leela, he he taught this as well. Mm-hmm. He made Sachi get the holy name from Advaita. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't take Prashadam from her at one point because she wasn't initiated. So, so she got initiated in the Hare Krishna mantra. The na- it's a Naam mantra. Later we have the mantra Diksha, that's another um, initiation. But today, with a blessing to chant, so the way in which this um, has been talked about by Node is a way um, is is following the lead of the, of the Snanakumar Samhita. So, in the Snanakumar Samhita, where the whole, the highest ideal of Vaishnavism is described, the Bhav, for example, but also the system of Panchasangskar, five. Impressions, uh, the ingredients of the initiation are mentioned. So the five of them are are Nam, Yajna, Mantra, Tapa, and Pundra. So Pundra means Uddhva Pundra. Uddhva means straight up and down, not like this. That is another group with the tealock like that. Don't wear tealock like that. Hmm? When Mahāprabhu saw them on the bank of the Ganges, as a boy, then he would splash water on their face. <laughs> worshippers of Shiva. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> although we do worship Shiva, but that's another thing from, from the Vaishnava perspective. And he'll like that more. Mm-hmm. So, Urdhva So we wear the tilak. Mm-hmm. And um, also there's 12 places in the body Put on the t-lock, and mantra corresponds with those, and that should be a practice. You should do that, especially before sitting and chanting Japa, or worshiping, doing Archan or anything like that. This is um, powerful. At the same time, in the uh, in the public it uh, may not always be the best foot forward towards tea T-Lock. Hmm. People, if you're an in Indian, it's one thing everybody's got a T-Lock, you know. It means they're with this group, they're with that group, and within the Gaudias we've got half a dozen or so more different nuanced tea locks It's kind of neat. In Vrindavan, you go, oh, there's one of those, and one of those. there's an Embarki, and there's a this kind of, the party bar, there's a Nityananda bar, and so forth. And, but in the general public in the States, they, they think you forgot to wash your face or something sometimes. So you don't have to get in their face about your faith necessarily. Um, Maybe places for that. There may be times when it does seem appropriate. Like you might show up at work with the tea Lock and they might fire you. Who knows? Um, especially if um, the Republicans get elected. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just a thought, um, but uh, it's important to understand the T-Log. So, come here. This this is uh, like a tulsi leaf. That's idea there on the nose. Very good. Okay, now the pundra, and then there's tapa. The tapa is tapa means knowledge. It means austerity. It means pain. We get pain. We get knowledge from pain. If we restrict our senses, it's painful, but we get knowledge. We go within. And tapa ultimately means bhakti, also sacrifice. These the sounds, two syllables, that Brahma heard at the dawn of creation, that drove him within, in the pursuit of his source. That spoke to him, Tapa. If you want to find me, Tapa, you're looking for me, Tapa. He said, which means really Bhakti. It means the full sense of the term sacrifice, the fire, fire of Bhakti. Hmm? Tapa means light. Light means knowledge. Light, knowledge comes from sacrifice, from going within. So, so um, in different of Sampradaya is the way the tapa is um engaged in at the time of initiation is for example the branding of Vishnu's symbols like the conch, the lotus on the on the body of the devotee. So that's real tapa, you know, tattooing, I guess you could say. Um, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was not fond of tattoos. In his time, so he, he so he didn't tat, he didn't tattoo his devotees. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. But but uh, he decorated himself with sandalwood pastes, and he adorned his forehead with tilak, and said that if you don't wear tilak during worship, then your your head is like a graveyard, something like that. So so. Um, the tapa, then, the, the tapa in general of Gaudi Vaishnavism is very gentle. It's very much in consideration of the age and in consideration of the, the nature of the path, which is, positive path. And uh, the, as I said earlier, the renunciation, is coming out of the pursuit of love. Um, so, for example, our, our, austerity, is not like the tapasvis, like lying on a bed of nails or something. But we fast on Ekadasi. That's it. Yeah. Or Janamas to me. Part of the day. Then we feast. So these are the... the this is... Vishnu the Chakrathataka has made this point in Raghavarama Chantrika. The nature of the austerity is very... It's all in the consideration of Kali Yuga and that the determination of the Kali Yuga avatar, Sriman Mahaprabhu. So, at any rate, instead of branding the name of Krishna, for example, then we... Unfortunately, we don't have it today, but they, they, they you can nice thing to have is that they have the little stamps in Vrindavan that you can get to say Krishna, the wooden, and you put it in the tea lock, and then you can stamp Krishna's name on you. It's very nice, but we don't have it, so we just write it right across your forehead, Krishna. <laughs> Is this like done all the time? Yes, every okay. every time. Make sure. <laughs> you're not you're not an exception. Okay, <laughs> Krishna. Right, you should listen to my tapes more often. It's found there in all, in all the tapes about like about initiation. So, yes. I remember once Vishnu Maharaj, Godbrother of mine, was wearing his tilak very broadly, and Gaman Maharaj, his successor, said, "Oh, so so proudly you're wearing the tea lock. it's So nice, announcing, you know, your subordination to Krishna. That's the idea. Of course, you don't throw pearls before the swine, so some you might not want to say it. As I said, to some people, but pu- 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 tilak and then the there's Krishna namas. So pundra, tapa." The, um, the yogya, of course, you're being initiated into the yogya of sankirtan, of the, the, chanting the holy name, and so. Um, what's the other one? Pundra. No. Yeah, na- nam and mantra. Mm-hmm. So here we're going to give you the nam mantra. <laughs> we give you, we're going to give you a name also, and we're going to give you the mantra of the name. Hmm? So the mantra, the name the nama mantra is Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hari Hari, Hari Ram, Hari Ram, Ram Ram Hare Hari. And Mahaprabhu told his disciples all to chant this through the pen of uh, Vrindavan Das Thakur and Shaitanabhagwat. Bhagwat. Hmm. And um, come, I want to give you this uh, extra ingredient here. Mm-hmm. The Kuntimala neck beads, Tulsi neck beads. You wanna tie that in? very nice ornaments, very beautiful ornaments, the Tulsi neck beads, sign of the of the Gordiya Vaishnava, and then Tulsi beads to chant on. Right. So, come, give me your right ear. Om, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hari Rama, Hari Rama Rama, Hari Okay, yeah. and your name is yeah. Seva Mai. De- Seva Mai Devi, yeah. Seva One other thing. So how many rounds will you chant every day? Okay, good, good. Seva means one who is full of service. Then mm-hmm. Radha is full of service. She is the full face of service. All the other types of service in Vrindavan even, they're all Bhakti Vinod looks at them all some face of of what Radha is. So she's Bhakti Devi. So in a way it's a name of Radha, but you are the you are the named Savamai Dasi. <laughs> You're the dasi of Seva, the servant of service, personified Viserada. Seva-mai-devi, So, we ask all the devotees here, then please, Vaishnavs, Vaishnavis, you take just one minute and make one prayer for Seva-mai's progress in spiritual life, that she can proceed without impediments. Brindaki Jai, Gore Brindaki